3: hello good afternoon welcome to Journey. So, today we're coming to your live from our studios in Kokumli on dtt because we're free to air on dstv to 421 and go tv channel 125 we are a home of independent fearless and credible journalism coming up this afternoon president deko announces major shake-up in his government with some of his trusted and reliable hands moving to other ministries while others will altogether exit this administration
4: Designation Minister for Finance. Name Honorable Mohamed Amin Adam.
3: Well, minority MPs describe the reshuffle as much ado about nothing as no changes can be made to the fortunes of the government.
5: Just a charade of an appointment. Clearly, they do not want to leave power, they still want to hold on
3: but what does this mean to governance we have an expert view on this for you also this afternoon university of ghana drags three defunct financial institutions to court in an attempt to recover their locked up funds plus hundreds of students forced to sleep on the floor at wesley girls high school due to overcrowding and congestion
6: city laboratory having only two working computers to serve a student population of over 3,000, it is not far fetched to say that we are struggling.
3: We'll hear from the senior girls' prefect and the headmistress pleading for the special guest, President Ekofuado, to come to the school's aid. We are live on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and X Spaces via Join News on TV. My X handle is at Nana Aisha. Please
4: do stay for details.
6: President
3: Ekufoado has announced a major shakeup in his government today. This marks President Ekufoado's major ministerial reshuffle since assuming office in January 2017. This reshuffle comes barely 10 months to the 2024 polls. There's been intense pressure on the president to reshuffle his appointees and also cut down on expenditure to redeem the failing economy. Speaker of Parliament, Alban Bagbin, after reading the president's letter to the House, referred it to the appointments committee. Listen.
4: A. Ministers of State, Ministry, Health, Name, Honorable Dr. Bernard Okuboy Ministry, Environment, Science, Technology and Innovation, Honourable Ophelia Mensah-Hayford, MP. Ministry, Information, Miss Fatimatu Abubakar. Ministry, gender, children, and social protection. Honorable Dakuwa Newman, MP, Ministry, Local Government, Decentralization and Rural Development, Honorable Martin Adjiemen Sakosa, MP, Ministry, Sanitation and Water Resources. Honorable Andrew Ajapa Mesa. C. Ministers of State. New designation. Minister for Finance. Name. Honorable Mohammed Amin Adam. MP. Ministry, Interior, Honourable Henry Corte, MP. Minister for Roads and Highways, Honourable Francis Asensu Boache, MP. Minister for Works, and housing, Honorable Kojo Oppon Nkuruma MP, Minister of State, Office of the President,
3: Honorable Ambrose Derry MP. That is the Speaker of Parliament announcing the list of uh, ministers who have been reshuffled. We have that list for you. I'll run through a few of them for you. Honourable Dr. Benadokobo is going to the Health Ministry. Uh, Ophelia Mensah-Hayford is going to the Environment, Science, Technology and Innovation Ministry. Fatima to Abubakar to the Information Minister. Uh, To the Information Ministry, they are all ministers of state designates. Daku and Newman to Gender, Children and Social Protection. Martina J Corsa, Local Government Decentralization and Rural Development, Andreja Pamesa to Tourism and Culture, Lydia Sarah Malassan to sanitation and water resources. You have Titus Glover heading to the Accra region, Greater Accra region, and Daniel machato who is going to Uti region. And you have information uh, where Sylvester Tete will be going local government decentralization rural development they are deputies Vincent de is going there communications and digitalization you have Charles e Chample, who's also going to deputize in that ministry there's a host of MPs who are also uh, who have also been reassigned Adleding team is going to health Alexander Kwesi aqua is going to health Prince Hamidu Amma is also going to health. They are all going to deputize. Moussa Abdelaziz is going to fisheries and aquaculture. Akwesukunedu um, is going to lands and natural resources. John Kwabnasani and Collins Adumako Mensa are going to energy education. You have Kingsley Nyako and Festus Kofi is going to employment and labor relations. You have Benjamin Sechoyebo are going to gender, children and social protection. Now the minority MPs have described the reshuffle as much ado about nothing as no changes can be made to the fortunes of the government in the last year of President Ecofoado's government.
7: I've already voted and uh, it's clearly, if you look at the reshuffle they have, it's not about the good people of this country, it's about elections. If you could see through it carefully, you realise that those who have lost elections to get away to give way to those who have won primaries to go and condemn the elections just to enhance their chances in their constituencies. It's not really about the people of this country. How many months left here? It's about nine months. What are they going to do? Absolutely nothing. If indeed he wanted to sack Ajimamanu, you should have done a during Sputnik investigation. He went to Ajimamanu's region and he was making mockery of the committee. So it's not about the good of the of the country. It's clearly about electoral fortunes.
5: But I'm getting the information that the Minister for Finance will be appointed as a senior, you know, advisor for the economy. Senior economic advisor who will be seated at the presidency. So what it simply means is that Honorable Adam Mohamed means hands are going to be tied because you're to the senior advisor. If it is true, this is just a charade of an appointment. Clearly, they do not want to leave power. They still want to hold on. No, I have a problem with the manner of the appointments. The president issues, president issues a statement saying that some number of ministers have exited his government and that he was, he was full of gratitude to them. Then from among those number, the president says that he was reassigning some. It's a very strange thing to do. I think what the president ought to have done was to have listed the number of ministers that he was relieving of their post with immediate effect. Then you list those that you were reassigning. You don't mix them with those that you have, you have dismissed from office. You understand? So, on what basis are you reassigning someone whom you have dismissed from office?
4: I've been asking for it. Finally, you applaud the president. Applaud the president for wasting our time? Okay. Why is he changing them?
8: We have told him several times that when people go wrong, you punish them. And if you can't punish them, at least suck them. We were on him insisting that he should change the finance minister. He refused. Mm -hmm. Now he has realized that the man has messed up the economy. Everything is broken down. And he's doing this kind of face washing. Individually, some of the people that he has appointed are good people, but it's too late. They have less than a year. Let's even say that we are able to fast track their approvals. They're going to start in somewhere much thereabouts.
3: What will a reshuffle then mean to fixing the country's economy? Is it too little, too late? Let's get on Zoom and speak with Dr. Kojo Pumpuni Asante, his director for advocacy and policy engagement at the Center for Democratic Development, Ghana. Grateful for your time, uh, Dr. Asante. Is it too late to have ministers reshuffled 10 months into the end of President Ekufado's term?
5: Well, I think, in in and good, good afternoon to you. All. U.S. I think in the case of uh, President cuadro it's it's first of all a rarity. I mean, we are getting a first proper reshuffle. Uh, I mean, almost the the entire two terms of uh, of his regime. Uh, I think uh, apart from Mr. Jacob, um, uh, who was uh, sad and then. Uh, uh, the Deputy Minister was also sad and won a couple of reassignments. We haven't really had a reshuffle for, for the entire period. Most people have been kept uh in spite of different assessments of their performance. So the fact that we are getting a reshuffle itself is a novelty. Uh and I think the question is is why now? Um, you know, what, what really has motivated the president to to make this um, change uh, in, in 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 the ministers and so on and so forth. I think uh, some in some cases uh, that the people do deserve to understand what the the logic of the president is around uh, some of the uh, the reshuffles. Uh, that's just from a governance point of view. Um, so yeah, I I think I that's the one that I'm asking myself why now uh, with about eight months left or. Uh, or ten months left to to, to elections. Uh, what 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 kind of impact is the president looking for uh, in terms of the reshuffle?
3: So many wanted Ken Oforiatta out. Now he's going out. What next?
5: Well, so um, the the biggest one of the biggest challenges, of course, is the economy. Uh, and for uh, a number of months uh, during the height of the crisis. Uh, his party, his MPs all wanted the finance minister gone. Uh, he made uh, a, a very strong case. Uh, he resisted every call for for the finance minister to go. So, it's the same question again. What difference does he think would it would make? I mean, one of the issues that uh, I think uh, in all of this discussion, the uh, you know, people have raised is that you know, given the, the the scale of the problem, the kinds of consultations and engagement to try and find some consensus around how to move forward has not been uh, has not been good, and that if maybe uh, somebody that's new may take a different approach uh, to how the finance ministry actually engages around these matters. But yeah, it's curious why the president thinks it's time for, for the finance minister to move now and, um, uh, and bring somebody else. Uh, I think it's only the president that can answer, answer that question. Given the way he resisted, it's interesting to find out why he thinks that uh, now is the time to make that change.
3: But but can this new set of ministers or people bring any significant change, especially uh, in our economic situation?
5: It's, it's hard to it's hard to say. Uh, so, uh, Dr. Amin, uh, I think, has been there a year or so. Uh, um, you know, certainly he's settled in now. Uh, but the issues in the short term are very very clear. The IMF have. Very clear targets that have to be met. I think one of the issues that we have to keep an eye on and are concerned about is slippages during elections, because it's during elections that uh, we, we we lose uh, our discipline, and we've seen that in many IMF programs. And then after the election, we we have we suffer significantly. We saw that uh, in 2012. We've seen that in 2020. Uh, so. Uh, Dr. Amin has a huge responsibility to make sure that, you know, the progress towards fiscal consolidation uh, is maintained and there's, there's proper discipline and that government doesn't allow the elections to, uh, to cause, you know, damage to the economy uh, that we only see.
0: Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket?
5: Uh, after the after the election, so I think you, you know there's still a lot of work to be done uh, to try to even meet the short-term uh, obligations.
3: If I remember uh, clearly, what you've been calling for is the cutting down of government size. Does a reshuffle in any way resolve your challenge?
5: I haven't done I haven't done the reconciliation yet, uh, and so. Um, I don't know if numbers have uh, decreased, but it doesn't look like it looks doesn't like, look like everybody that uh, uh, was uh, relieved there's been a replacement. So uh, I don't see that that has been tackled. Uh, even though the opportunity has been offered, that has also not been tackled.
3: I'm grateful for your time. Uh, Dr. Kojo Pungpuni Asante is uh, the uh, Director for Advocacy and Policy Engagement at CDD Ghana. Let's now take you to the Save Ghana Football Demonstration to Demand for Accountability of the Ghana Football Association. My colleague Atu with Joy Sports joins us with more. Atu, tell us more about this demonstration.
9: convenance of the safe where Ghanaians have uh, shared their views on what they believe to be the maladministration of Ghana football streets of Kanda but it was when the team moved past the liberation road and to the premises where there was a bit
3: of misunderstanding so the police stopped the team There seems to be a terrible connection with our feed. We'll try and get it back fixed for you and get more from this demo. But right now, let's get on to the University of Ghana that says it has dragged three defunct financial institutions to court in an attempt to recover its locked-up funds. The three institutions, including NDK Financial Services, NTHC Financial Services, and Delta Capital together, holding a total of 5 million Ghana cities of investment from the University of Ghana. Answering questions on the infractions captured in the Auditor General's report, Acting Legal Counsel of the University of Ghana, Dr. Abdul Basit Aziz Bamba said they have resorted to legal actions in the hope of retrieving the money. I've I been know. joined by James Averji, who has been monitoring the PAC sitting for us. James, tell us more about the University of Ghana's decision to drag these institutions to court.
10: Okay, Aisha, so uh, in that Athabeta General's report of 2022, uh, it captured actually a total of five financial institutions, uh, uh, the three uh, that you have mentioned earlier, including uh, Gold Coast Securities as well as UFT Savings and Loans. So uh, those were the five financial institutions captured in that report. Now, both uh, Gold Coast uh, and, and the UT savings and loan, all owed a total of some 72,000 Ghana cities, uh, an amount that is uh, very significant, uh, insignificant to the total amount we are talking about. And so the University of Ghana uh, management thought that, led by the Vice Chancellor, uh, Professor uh, Nana uh, Anfo Actually, indicated that these 72,000 cities from the other two uh, institutions they can recover uh, themselves. And so, reason why they did not include them in the suit uh, to uh, the court. And so, uh, that's the explanation they have been providing. But the total amount is actually some 8 million Ghana cities. They've been able to retrieve almost 3 million what Ghana cities.
3: Uh, balance in. they are taking to court. Now, James, there was also concerns over uncollected rent and persistent procurement breaches. How was this resolved?
10: Uh, I saw, so, uh, I mean, if you look at the rent uh, side, about some 115 institutions uh, were owing the University of Ghana, including telecommunication companies, banks, and other institutions, uh, church institutions, who come to rent uh, in, uh, some uh, uh, I mean infrastructure at the University of Ghana for various purposes uh, were included in this. Uh, the rentals were in both cities and dollars. For instance, if you look at the CD component, uh, they owed the UEG about some 1.68 million Ghana cities. The investors said they've been able to recover uh, over 500,000 CDs of this. That was confirmed by the auditors. Uh, the dollar uh, value I mean, the dollar rentals uh, went up to about some 2.7 million dollars. They've recovered some 1.3 million dollars out of it, leaving about some 1.4 million dollars to be recovered. And so, that was the issue. Most intriguing was that of the General Legal Council, who, uh, in that, uh, uh, I mean, uh, debt owed some 128 thousand US dollars to the University of Ghana. Uh, the promise is that. Uh, the uh, indication from the University of Ghana is that it is quite difficult to get this rent from these institutions, most of them who are still using the spaces they occupy. So it's like, you, they pay, by the time they finish paying, they have incurred another debt which has been carried forward and they will pay later. So that has been the back and forth, but their are promises that they will recover all of this money. The banks, they say, have all cleared their debts, except the telcos, those who take places for uh, food and other uh, institutions that come in to rent the space for their program. So that has been the issue. The resolving is that they'll collect all of this moving forward
3: james alveji is our man monitoring the pack settings for us there's more we be bringing away in our subsequent bulletins now from aqua let's head to the ashanti region because some aggrieved chiefs and people of Asantia Chemagogo have staged a protest against the government and the national communications authority for the closure of a popular community radio station salt fm on tuesday february 6, the nca besieged the premises of the radio station with security officers to shut down the station over the non-renewal of its authorization license. Some residents believe this is part of attempts attempt to stop Oheniba Kwame Frimpon, owner of the radio station, from contesting as an independent candidate in 2024 parliamentary elections. This has led to an easy calm in the community as protesters call for the immediate reopening of the station. Nana Poachie Adam joins us live from that area with more. Nana, tell us what is happening in the Agogo community this afternoon. Well, I said this afternoon, some of these residents alongside chiefs
11: of the African Afan- North constituency have changed a process against the National Media, Com- National Communications Authority, and Government over the shutdown of the popular radio station source appearance. It is exactly one week yesterday since the NCA. Down the radio station over the non reviewer or or, of or its um, license. But then uh, they, they are saying that this is an attempt by government um, alongside the incumbent member of parliament and the appear to to stop um, on Porn, the owner of the radio station from conception as an independent candidate in the 2034 um, parliamentary And um, If I am to remind you, uh, on the is, is one uh, acute member of the New Prosperity Party when, it, when you come to the abstain abstin- North constituency. But then uh, due to some technicalities, he are on right in the constituency, he decided to contest as an independent candidate. And so uh, from the moment he decided to hold um, the health work to declare his intention to contest as an independent candidate, to the moment where he also um, opened his radio station to publicly to declare his intent to contest as an independent candidate. There have been several attempts to stop him from whatever he wants to do. And so some residents believe that this is uh, a deliberate attempt by government to intimidate for him kind of Baker from contesting as an independent candidate, hence the need for them to say the process this very morning. To demand the reopening, the immediate reopening of the radio station.
3: Have you been able to speak with the management of Salt FM?
11: Well, management of Salt FM this morning have told us that um, they have been engaging the NCA for quite some time, exactly one week today, but then they are not getting any response from them. So they also believe that just as a resident and the residents of the people are saying, this is a deliberate attempt to set their uh, owner or their CEO from protesting. As an independent candidate in the parliamentary primary uh, parliamentary election come 20, 24 December.
3: And the chiefs? Well, the chiefs are also saying,
11: so just as uh, the residents are saying, they believe that the bills has been underdeveloped for quite some time. And then the MP hasn't really been uh, uh, proactive. And so it is time for them to change and bring in a new place. A new place will not require somebody from the New Party or somebody from the National Democratic Congress are an independent candidate who they believe can steer the affairs of the constituency
3: with those updates from Achim uh, Agogo in the Ashanti region. Now let's get more uh, uh, in Cape Coast right now. The prestigious Wesley Girls High School finds itself entangled in a terrible situation as hundreds of girls are compelled to sleep on the floor highlighting the severe overcrowding and congestion issues plugging the school at the recently held 187th speech day. Head girl Abena Benewad Deborah shed light on the stark reality faced by students who are grappling with restricted living conditions due to inadequate infrastructure. Despite its reputation as a top school, Wesley Girls is struggling to accommodate the growing student population, raising concerns about the well being of its students. Before this, a similar sentiment was shared by Infantipim headmaster. Edo about the school's deteriorating infrastructure and ballooning electricity bills. In the Wesley Girls High School, students are pleading for relief from government.
6: First, the problem of the, the inadequacy of furniture seems to be as a challenge the school grapples with. Seems to be a challenge that is beginning to persist. The moments in which we gaze upon our sisters who must use plastic chairs in their classrooms and lack the tables to even comfortably write on, we cannot but hold our broken hearts. Again, the inadequacy of computers is far below the standard our dear school has set for herself. With the library having only one working computer, in the ICT laboratory, having only two working computers to serve a student population of over 3,000, it is not far-fetched to say that we are struggling. Finally, overcrowding seems to be a problem trying to develop tough skin in every corner of our dear school. Even with the introduction of a new house, hundreds of girls are seen sleeping on the floor this problem also pushes us to eat our meals in two batches and even with that the dining hall seems to be overflowing during meal times causing unbelievable congestion we saw the efforts made to provide an extension to their dining hall and we truly do appreciate them but after a year of steady progress progress in the building of our extension suddenly came to a halt headmistress
3: jeanette ruby thiamme indicated that despite consistent help from old students the school continues to reel from varying challenges
12: Wesley girls high school cape coast looks beautiful and appears to be well endowed in terms of facilities meanwhile all that glitters they say is not gold Under the cloak of outward beauty lie a grave bed of dire needs. I'll mention just a few. The new assembly hall, your honor, needs to be completed. Your honor, your excellency, um, I believe that after everything you would move up and then have the new science block commissioned use certain things for yourself but i'll just raise the curtain and that is we simply need a proper facelift for our road network instead of patchworks wesley girls high school deserves a befitting asphalted road network
3: Let's now turn attention to Tamale where there's an acute water shortage in that region. The situation is forcing residents to resort to diverse means of getting water. The Ghana Water Company says it's working around the clock to ensure that the challenge is tackled. Listen to MP for Tamale South Haru Nigeria make a case in Parliament Tuesday.
8: The matter relates to an acute water shortage in Tamale, a crisis that affects the daily lives of our constituents in the greater Tamale metropolis and its environs. And the acute water shortage has gripped our city, leaving our beloved people parched and uh, desperate. We are speaking that has occasioned some immense hardship and impacting negatively on every aspect of life in the Tamale city. Whether from Gwitjaatua, Kudula through, Lamashegu through, Saunarugu through, Kuku, or whether through Kutongle or Pansi or Sakasaka or Sogna or Saboinjira, the problem remains the same. And our uh, people are seen carrying what is popularly known as the Kufuo gallons in search for water. Mr. Speaker, many of the communities have not even seen pipe on water in the last few years. In some areas for two years, no pipe flowing. And many of the rural areas, such as Tohoto, Zo, Zoo, Nantanzo, Kapayla, have to rely on dam water in order to be able to access uh, portable water. Because we got almost all the Tamale water projects have suffered delays. I do know that government came in with some 272 million euro assurance that there will be further development under Biowater International Limited. Uh, water project, which was at Dalong, and to move it to Yapi uh, so that assets could be expanded even to affect areas like uh, Tamango. Mr. Speaker, Tamale is fast growing and is considered one of the fastest growing cities in West Africa.
3: Head of Communications, Alagana Water Company Limited, Stanley Mate, says uh, they are working around the clock to fix the problem.
11: So the family, situation uh, has got to do with some four or five meetings, um, which we are working hard to to, to, to to solve. Now the first one currently is the the dry season. And the dry season, the level of the Nauni River goes down, so yeah. then we are unable to have enough for treatment. Now when the level also goes down, what we do is we fund. Uh, alluvial sand actually so it the water, it takes the water and it highly toxic. So when we abstract the water, we are unable to uh, uh, abstract another to now enough for the people. So it to created a shortfall between demand and supply within the community. That is one of the reasons. This we have been trying to solve the community for a very long time, um, but we haven't been successful very in area
3: we're still live on journey today we're coming to you from our studios in Kukumlimli. when we return from this break we'll be bringing you business mm-hmm.
2: Across Africa, a new era has begun, shifting our focus to a new horizon, connecting us with the one purpose, to create and share opportunities to grow. making a brighter tomorrow built by our dreams and our energy across our continent across the world we are creating a better way to a better future A pan-african future together ecobank a better way a better africa
13: Daddy? Daddy, this tank is big!
5: Yes, that's true.
13: It can store a lot of water. That's
5: so true.
13: Wow, it has a working surface on it. Mm Mm-hmm,
14: that's
13: so true. I can see
14: S-I-N-T-E-S,
13: syntax.
15: That is so true, my daughter.
13: But a it's fire. That's
15: not true.
13: But why? Hey.
15: <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white right inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty. Seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough?
16: Come, let's do some business stories with me emma davis the minister of state at the finance ministry dr muhammad amin adam has been nominated by president ikufuado as a new finance minister he takes over from ken Ofuriata, who served in office for seven years the announcement was captured in latest ministerial reshuffle by president ikufuado dr amin adam was in february 2023 Appointed as the Minister of State at the Finance Ministry after President Ekufuado asked Charles Eduboahing to step aside following investigation by investigative journalist Anas Aremel Ar- Anas. Inflation for the month of January has risen to 23.5%, according to the Ghana Statistical Service Consumer Price Index. This is an increase from the previous rate of 23.2%, which is influenced by a sharp increase in non-food items, including housing, clothing and transport. Food inflation, however, continues to witness a decline. Here is government statistician Professor Samuel Kobinaini.
7: From a year-on-year basis, we have seen a reversal in the decline in the rate of inflation in January 2024 as inflation dipped to 23.2% for December 2023 with a 0.3 percentage point markup. We're recording a, a January 2024 year-on-year inflation of 23.5%. From a trend perspective, this is the first time in the last six months that we are seeing a reversal of the decline. Since the month of July 2023, we have consistently seen a decline in year-on-year inflation. We recorded 43.1% for the month of July 2023, dipped to 40.1, subsequently dipped to 23.2, for the month of December 2023, and in the month of January 2024, we've seen a reversal of the decline that we've seen in the last six months from 23.2 in the month of December 2023 to 23.5 in the month of January 2024. On a month-on-month basis, overall inflation since May 2023, we continue to see a swing for each of the months since May 2023. In May 2023, the rate of inflation on a month-on-month basis stood at 4.8 percent declined to 3.2 percent and further increased to 3.6 percent. And since then, we continue to see an oscillating month-on-month overall inflation since May 2023. Disaggregating rate of inflation from a food and non-food perspective and also inflation for locally produced items and inflation for imported items... For the month of January 2024, food inflation stood at 28.7%, indicating indicating a change to 27.1% for the month of January 2024. In January 2024, food inflation stood at 27.1% relative to December 2023, 28.7%.
16: The Social Security and National Insurance Trust has donated 1 million Ghana CDs to the Pensioners Medical Scheme to shore up medical support to pensioners under the scheme. According to the Director General of SNIT, Dr. John Oferit and Crime, the donation forms part of the scheme's commitment to ensure the complete well-being of pensioners in the country. More in this report.
4: Pensioners Medical Scheme was created by the National Pensioners Association to provide medical support to members with ease. In 2018 and 2019, SNET presented an amount of 300,000 and 500,000 Ghana days respectively to support the Pensioners Medical Scheme. In an interview, Director-General of the Social Security and National Insurance Trust, Dr. John Oforitsenkrantz, said the donation demonstrated the scheme's commitment to ensuring the well-being of pensioners. In
15: 2018, the Board of Trustees, upon recommendation of management approved a donation of 300 000 ghana cities to support the pms and uh, we did we gave another 500 000 ghana cities in 2019 to support the pms 2020 COVID came 2021 uh, and there we even found another way to support them through the donation of uh, pickup and uh, vehicles and also uh, the continuous support we offer t- to them by granting them offices and places, meeting places in our buildings. Uh, we've renovated those buildings over the years uh, to make sure that they are comfortable. Today we've given this one million Ghana cities yet as a token to uh, shore up the PMS. And I'm glad that today we at least have heard two testimonies from beneficiaries of the program to attest to the fact that it is working and it plays a very important role in their lives.
4: General Secretary of the National Pensioners Association, Stephen Boaches, said the donation was timely and would be used for its intended purpose. I, I said I deem it as a merciful donation because most of our people are all going to the grave. I can tell you, through this cancer, cervical breasts uh, prostrate and others we have people who have been on this prostrate for some years who are suffering and we are seeing that this donation is very, very timely You god receive blessing indeed we are at a loss for ways to express how happy and grateful we are that the SNET and others and the passion they have exhibited in supporting this endeavor. SNET intends to pay over 7 billion Ghana citizen pension benefit this year.
16: That'll be all for business. My name is Emma Davis. For more business news do log on to myjoyonline.com. Have a good afternoon.
11: We've had news file over the weekend And uh, an interesting part of the conversation Oh no
7: We are out of range
16: Oh don't worry daddy I have Alexa in my back
13: Alex what? Alexa Open Multimedia Ghana And play Joy FM
2: Super Hits Radio Radio. Joy 99.7 Listen to
13: Joy FM And then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs.
6: And
16: we are back,
6: like the never lost signal.
13: Alexa, welcome to Multimedia.
9: Now let's do sports here on Joy news today with me, Mimufta Nabila Abla. We are taking you live to the grounds where thousands of protesters against Ghana Football Association, the Ministry of Youth and Sports, and by extension the government against the governance of football in this country. They say save Ghana football. My colleague maklo is there right now. So, and Gary, you have also spoken to some of the conveners and even the demonstrators here about what happened and the change of plans
14: what have you picked up well there was a change of plans <laughs> and announced change of plans and um i'm not ex- exactly sure what protesters got to or the demonstrators got to the starlet 91 road around that side the uh, police asked them to you know divert and change direction so they convened here at the independent square and um they're waiting for the deputy sports minister to come so that they can present the petition to him and and that's it really so, Sadiq Adams, Nana
9: Okese, Patrick Oseajiman and the rest of the conveners are currently in Parliament?
14: Yes. Well, so, uh, what happened was, Sadiq, at least Sadiq and Veronica Komi went to Parliament. Um, also, Patrick Oseajiman, Countryman Songo, uh, Nana Okese also went to Parliament. So, we are waiting for them to come and then, you know, the petition will be presented. I'm not exactly sure why they went to Parliament, but yeah. That was a communication from the police officers on duty. Yes, yes that's <laughs> what we were told, that <laughs> they were needed um, in Parliament, and so they took them to Parliament. I'm not exactly sure why. So, we're told the,
9: a delegation from the sports ministry and the NSA yes. are coming here? Yes. So who's coming
14: The sports ministry, when the deputy sports minister came out, and apparently the police co- commander also thought... The police commander also thought that you know Sadiq and the others were going to present the petition there. So there was a bit of miscommunication from the powers that be. We don't know why, but I'm sure it will be all sorted out, and the petition so will be presented. MS yes. Bobier, the deputy sports minister, is the one coming to receive the petition. Yes, he's around actually. He's around.
9: He's around. All right. So, in a summary, to summarise things here. The original plan for us to go to the Ghana Football Association headquarters, then to Parliament House and finally the Sports Ministry has been scrapped. The conveners have been informed by an intel from the regional police command that they go to the Parliament House. So Veronica Komé, Sadiq Adams and the rest of them have gone there and now we are been told that the Deputy Sports Minister um, is coming here to receive the petition. Um, from the conveners. Some of the protesters have stayed here and you can see besides me the placards that has or bears the inscriptions of what people think about the Ghana Football Association and generally the state of football in the country. Black Stars is not cash out avenue any for GFA. This one says small African countries are projecting football. You are here forming committees which is very instructive and then there is Ghana Premier League um, uh, message there. Ghana Premier League deserves better. Football is not black stars. The message is clear from the thousands who have left their jobs on this Wednesday, a working day, to come here under the scorching sun, march for two hours and tell the establishment of Ghana football that we deserve better. My colleague, actually, Mr. there with the details of what is happening as thousands of football fans march on the streets saying they need to save Ghana football. We'll have details of that in our subsequent bulletins. The news continues right
10: after this.
3: check out what's making headlines elsewhere and Indian police have used tear gas for a second day to stop farmers demanding minimum crop prices from matching on the Delhi, mostly Punjab states, the farmers are so 200 kilometers from Delhi at the Shambhu border in Haryana states. The capital is ranged by razor wire, cement blocks and fencing on three sides to block their entry. On Tuesday, Haryana police had fired tear gas after farmers began removing barricades on the way. Later at night, farm leaders called the ceasefire and said they would resume are much in the morning.
16: And that's it
1: for